0: Unstoppable Success Radio, episode 216. Are you an entrepreneur or an aspiring one that's looking to grow your business quickly without the stress, strain, and struggle of always having to figure out where your next client is going to come from? Great news, we are releasing a brand new four-part video training series to teach you how to create content that converts and how to yield conversations that turn into cash in your small business. If you wanna learn how to get started Right away, closing clients, creating content that converts, and conversations that turn into cash, all you have to do is text in close clients now to 44222. Text in close clients now to 44222. Welcome to Unstoppable Success Radio. I am your host, Kelly Roach, and I am thrilled to be here with your guest of the day, John Livesey. John, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Kelly. I love to be around anybody who says things are unstoppable.
0: Yes. All right. Good. Well, we're going to have some fun here today. So let me share a little bit about you, and then we'll go ahead and dive right in. So okay. John is a top sales expert and funding strategist with over 20 years of experience. He hosts the Successful Pitch Podcast with investors from around the world and is the pitch mentor, the number one accelerator in upstate New York. John gives startups the pitching secret to become irresistible to investors investors. When John works with startups, they become master storytellers so they can inspire investors to join their team. John has been featured by both Entrepreneur and Inc. and is the author of The Successful Pitch, Conversations Ongoing from Invisible to Investable. So welcome to the show, John.
1: I'm glad to be with you, Kelly.
0: Any gaps you want to fill in or other things that you think the audience should know before we get started here today?
1: That was pretty thorough. I can say that uh, from being a podcast host and writing a book, I've now gone on to get on television as the expert. So it's a fascinating journey to continually grow and realize that whatever you're the author of, you're the authority in, and therefore you earn the right to be on television to speak about it. So I thought that might be of interest to your Listeners,
0: Yeah, that's, I'm sure, of, of great interest to many people. So since you started off with that, why don't we dig into that for just a moment? And then uh, I have many other topics that I want to spend some time on here with you today. But let's talk about that. So how did you, um, you know, expand out from, from podcasting and speaking into the television world? Tell me how you made that happen.
1: Well, we almost have to go back to what made me start a podcast in the first place, which was all about helping startups and founders who needed help with a pitch but i kept hearing them tell me kelly we also need introductions to investors and i didn't know how to do that i didn't know any investors and when enough people tell you that then you have to figure out a way to do it so that's what made me start the podcast where i would interview investors i could introduce people to after i helped them with the pitch and lucky for me my second guest was judy robinet who we both know and adore and she started sending me uh, clients and then she said why don't we go into business together and that's how i became involved with not only helping people with their pitch but helping them get introduced to investors who look for a good deal so it was a a win-win for everybody and i've done
0: <laughs> I love it. Good. That's a great and and the best thing is when it's natural like that and when it's an evolution that fills a need, right? Because it's like instead of trying to guess whether something's uh, yes. going to work or going to sell or, or marketable, when you can fill an obvious need like that and, and step right into a gap, that that's a huge asset.
1: It really is, and you know, we have complementary skill sets, which I think would be a great takeaway for your listeners, is when you go into business with somebody, don't have the same skill set. So Judy, while she's judged many pitch contests, is not really a sales expert and doesn't really like or know a lot about helping people pitch. And she is an expert on strategic introductions and the financials and all that stuff, and I'm not really an expert on the financials. I understand it, but it's not my sweet spot. So we bring different skills to what we offer our clients. And after about 95 episodes of interviewing investors, I was approached by a book publisher who said, I would like you to take 10 of your favorite episodes and take the transcripts and turn it into a book so you could repurpose your content. And the book is, as you mentioned, the successful pitch, just like the podcast. So there's consistency in the branding. And the editor said, well, what you're really doing is, dropping in on conversations with people you could never get on the phone. And that's where the tagline conversations on going from invisible to investable came from. I love and that. and then from there, uh, the book publisher said, now that you have a book, we're going to pitch you to television stations and open it up to a broader market than just people looking for funding. So the press release that goes out with my book is, how to ask for what you want and get a yes.
0: Oh, smart. And I think number one, not enough people ask for what they want. And so <laughs> of course they're not even in the game to get it. And number right. two, they don't know how to ask for what they want. Um, exactly. but I do wanna I do wanna back up for just a second, John, mm-hmm. and really help to clarify um what type of person, business, or situation is the right match for getting funding? Because You know, Mm. I'm a firm believer that not every strategy is for everyone. Correct. And I think it's really important for people listening today to kind of do a quick self-assessment to determine um, whether they are listening today because they potentially may want to find an investor at some point in their business as a way to to leverage growth. Or Mm -hmm. maybe they need to learn more about just how to pitch themselves effectively in all scenarios, whether they're talking to a client or an influencer or, or trying to get publicity for their business. So what would you say, John, are the characteristics of um, a situation where getting an investor is going to be the right right solution or the right next step for a, a specific business at hand?
1: We specialize in helping tech CEOs who typically struggle with their investor pitch to get funded because that business scales. And that's what investors want, Kelly. They want a three to five return on their investment in three to five years. So if you're a startup that wants to have a restaurant and just own that for your lifetime, that's not the typical kind of startup that investors look for. They want something that could be go public or more likely get bought by somebody big in three to five years and they could make a lot of money by owning a percentage of your company and that technically tends to be technology startups is the sweet spot that most of the investors that we know now within technology there's lots of categories there's financial technology like a division of american express it has a whole group of people that look for startups in financial there's health technology there's you know we have somebody who's got an app to keep the school safe we've got another former math teacher that's got an app to help uh, low income students who can't afford an expensive calculator so there's a wide variety of businesses but the big factor they all have in common is um they're scalable and they're in technology
0: perfect so and and even walk us through, let's go even a little deeper with that. When we talk about scalable, what are some elements that a new business owner or or a business owner that's in growth mode currently should be thinking about and working on if they, in fact, want to design and build a business that's scalable? So that's an aspiration of theirs, but maybe they don't even know what that means or what that looks like at this point.
1: Well, something that's scalable means it doesn't need to have you involved in every transaction. That's the first part. <laughs> yeah. And that's why technology is so great because it allows you to amplify it. I think some of my favorite examples of scalable businesses are something people know, which is Uber, yeah. right? And that's a disruptive technology breaking into something, uh, the taxi industry. And it scales obviously because it not just one city, but multiple cities, not just the U S but the whole world. So that's you know, people go, oh, I get it. It started in one place and then grew, grew and grew. Whereas it got more funding, they could hire more, you know, drivers, etc., etc." Airbnb is another example, um, you know, that started off with an idea. And, you know, what's so interesting, Kelly, is when you're thinking about whether you want to get funded or not, just know that the investors have two big questions. Why you and why now? So why are you uniquely qualified to execute this idea, your background, Etc. or you've personally experienced this problem. And secondly, why now? For example, Uber would not be successful if the majority of people didn't have smartphones. Airbnb had the economy not been in trouble back in 2008 or so. Nobody would have been willing to rent out their home or room to strangers. So right. exactly. all of those issues come into play as to what makes something scalable. Yeah,
0: I, I love that, and, and I think it's a great conversation to have whether someone wants to have an investor for their business in order to drive growth or not, because I think one of the biggest challenges that I see out there with entrepreneurs today is building their business in such a way that they don't have to be involved in every aspect, which, you know, obviously that's like phase three of the growth process is really, you know, m- removing yourself from the equation and, and building those assets, and, you know, especially if you're a service-based business, not so much with a company. That's like tech driven or or mobile or or something like that. But certainly in in a service based business, it's it's very challenging. But I think having that vision for the future and working at that over a period of time to get to the point where the business can run with or without you, whether Mm -hmm. you want an investor or not, I think that's critical for the long term health and growth of the business.
1: It is, because what if you get sick, then the whole thing stops, right? Yeah. No, you, yeah, you need, you need, you know, backup and, you know, you can have a service business like, I don't know, cleaning apartments, right? But then you use technology to scale it and you have a whole team of people But you're not the person cleaning every apartment. So exactly. it's, that's the difference. Mm
0: -hmm. Exactly. And I mean, even for coaches, speakers, consultants, everybody in that realm, you know, that's where things like membership sites and online courses and having true assets in your business and even getting to the point where you have other coaches and consultants that are going out and and doing the actual work, you know, under the name of the company and that type of thing. I just think it's it's an important dialogue to be happening and something that most people don't focus on until they're kind of at the ninth hour. Uh, They get sick. Or Mm. something happens and they realize kind of the hard way um, that that this was something that maybe was important to be focused on all along. So I think it's it's an important conversation to have. So, John, what makes you most passionate about the work that you do? Like why? What's the why Mm. for you?
1: My personal why is that I see so many tech people with a great idea who can't get people to join their team. They can't get customers and they can't get funding all because – They can't tell a compelling story. You know, Plato said storytellers rule the world. So my personal passion and mission is to help people become storytellers, which pull people in and make them engage emotionally in what their vision is so that they can get customers, get people to join the team and ultimately get funded. As opposed to confusing people, I love to get clarity. As opposed to boring people when they pitch, I'm all about inspiring and as opposed to stumbling through a pitch. I want people to soar through it. So I've seen it happen time and again that when somebody becomes a storyteller, their life changes.
0: Yeah. And I mean, that relates to copywriting and online marketing and sales and speaking. So that's an important lesson and an important skill in many, many different realms of building a successful business. So let's, let's peel the onion back on that just a little bit there, John. So, you know, I think one of the things that entrepreneurs struggle with a lot as it relates to utilizing storytelling to sell more or to gain investors or to get whatever result that they want is, you know, sometimes they feel like, you know, I don't have a story to tell or I don't know what Mm. Or my story isn't interesting or the things I can think of just aren't, you know, creative or they don't have that spark. So how does someone construct a story or build a story or, you know, insert the key elements into the story that they've already lived uh, to, to kind of hit on the marks here to actually make it an effective um, and influential conversation?
1: Well, Kelly, storytelling is a skill. And so it requires some practice. It requires some learning and the structure that you asked about. A good story has a hero in it that has some kind of problem to overcome. And once they overcome that obstacle, there's a solution. And when that happens, there's a resolution. So let me give you an example of somebody I worked with. His name is Martin. And I have people stack their moments of certainty to build up their confidence. And that's one of the things I talk about when I go on television as well, because you have to be confident when you pitch, not arrogant. But you get nervous when you pitch because a lot's on the line or nervous when you get in front of a camera, whatever it is. So Martin said one of his moments of certainty was he grew up in the Netherlands, but he's originally from South America. And when he turned 18, his parents took him back to South America, dropped him off naked in the Amazon jungle to survive for two weeks because in his culture, that's the rite of passage into manhood. When I heard that story, Kelly, I said, wow, that." makes me have goosebumps. That's the opening to your pitch right there because investors invest in the jockey, not the horse. And you're the jockey and your idea is the horse. So I said, let's work on that story a little bit. What lessons did you learn in the Amazon jungle? He said, well, I learned how to focus and pivot and persevere. I said, great, we're gonna take those lessons from the Amazon jungle to the concrete jungle of being an entrepreneur. And once he had that practiced, he won a pitch contest and got the funding he was seeking because the investors said to themselves, After all the pitches we heard, we're going to put our money on the guy that survived the Amazon jungle because he'll figure out how to make his business work.
0: Mm, I love that beautiful that's that's such a good example and you know I, I think again I, I one of the things I like to talk about on this show is like kind of using your past obstacles or even the current ones that you're facing to kind of forge the path forward and use that as a catalyst and a catapult for your future success and I think what you're saying there is find the hurdles that you overcome find the the you know the hero's story in your own journey and and build your story around that to show that you have the the commitment and the grit and the perseverance to, to be the person that that fights the good fight and comes out on top. Is that is that right? That,
1: that's it, exactly. So you don't get up and say, I'm someone who has grit. You tell a story about yourself in a situation where it shows you had grit.
0: Yes, I love it. Okay, great. Great example there. Now, I know one of the things that you work on with people is building their confidence. And it doesn't matter whether we're talking about investors or pitching or sales. I mean, this is this is make or break in terms of just everything in life, relationships, career, health, money, wealth, everything. How do you specifically help people to raise their confidence? And what are some key tips and strategies you would give for our listeners today that also feel that this is an area that maybe they've struggled with that has held them back at at certain points in their career?
1: Well, the one is write down your moments of certainty in your life when you knew you nailed it. Put all those moments down and how you felt. I felt confident. I felt exhilarated. I felt proud. Have all of that in your head before you go pitch. Whether or go meet somebody, or go interview, or whatever it is. That will really up your confidence. The second part is you're gonna get butterflies in your stomach, and most people try to get rid of them. I say it's a signal that this is an important event. Right? It's a Super Bowl of meetings, your Olympic moment. Get the butterflies in your stomach to fly in formation. And what that simply means, Kelly, is you take that nervous energy from your stomach, and you get it out by making a gesture and getting the focus off yourself and worrying about what other people think and put it on the audience. And the best way to do that, of course, is preparation. The key to success, Arthur Ash said, is confidence. And the key to confidence is preparation. So I make sure that everybody I work with is very prepared with a really strong opening and a really strong close on a pitch, on a talk, or anything they need to do an interview. So the more prepared you are, the more confident you are. I love
0: it. That's awesome. Now, you know, obviously a lot of the work that you and Judy do, which I believe is world-class in terms of helping people connect with, uh, you know, the people that are looking to invest and and finding the right investor for your business and also developing your pitch to be successful in that scenario. But let's say someone is just kind of um, been working at this on their own and and they're just trying to figure out, you know, what's the best way to even find and connect with people that are looking to invest in businesses. Like where does someone get started with that?
1: Well, there's angel groups in every major city that you can participate in. There's also, um, organizations like startup grind that you can go to, uh, and start networking. You know, that's Judy's book, how to be a power connector is start, you know, figuring out who, you know, and who knows who they know that could introduce you. You know, her three magic questions. When you meet somebody, how can I help you? What advice do you have for me? And who else do you know I could talk to? If you use those three questions, it'll start expanding your network and get you introduced to the right investors.
0: Yeah, Perfect. And for anyone listening, if you haven't listened to Judy's episode yet that John is referencing there, you can scroll all the way back in the feed. She was on the show probably almost a year ago now, but did an amazing episode on how to become a power connector. And I, I highly recommend her book as well as John's here. So these are some great tips and strategies that you're sharing here. So I really appreciate all of that. Um, let's just really quick recap a little bit about your book, John, and then, of course, give everybody uh, some information as to where they can get their hands on it.
1: Sure. The book is 10 of my favorite episodes, everything from Guy Speer, who with another investor paid over $600,000 at a charity auction to have lunch with Warren Buffett. You can imagine my first question to him was, was it worth it? Talk about your network being your net worth. And then there's great interviews with people like Tim Sanders, who wrote a book on deal storming, how to collaborate, Jay Samet, who's wrote a book called Disrupt You. And of course, investors sharing their criteria and what they look for. So you can pick and choose which of these chapters you want to listen to or read at this point, um, and get the best tips on how to make yourself a master storyteller. So, you, and it's available on amazon.com or on my website, which is John Levesay, L-I-V is in Victor esa com.
0: Awesome. That's great. And any, um, any specific free offer, any ebook or or audio that you want to recommend for listeners that they can get their hands on of yours today, just as a a way to connect with you as a touch point.
1: Sure. If people text the word funding, F U N D I N G to six, six, eight, six, six, I will email you a free PDF of the three mistakes to avoid when you're pitching.
0: I love it. Okay, awesome. This is a power-packed episode. Thank you so much, John, for everything that you offered today. Um, Any final note you want to offer our listeners before we wrap up here?
1: Well, if we're talking about being unstoppable, I would say get over your fear of rejection by never rejecting yourself. Get over your fear of failure by just looking at it as feedback. And get over your fear of the unknown by collaborating and getting help. Don't go it alone.
0: Love Perfect. That's a great ending to the show today. Thank you to all the listeners of Unstoppable Success Radio. I value and appreciate each and every one of you. And if you enjoyed today's episode, do me a favor and share it with a friend. If you're not already a part of our email community, make sure you text in the word IGNITE to 44222 to get the two-minute tips that will change your life. We email them out every Friday as long with all types of other goodies and resources to help you achieve your business goals. Until next time, I want to remind you to dream big, take action, and don't stop until you make it happen. Thanks so much. So now it's time for us to partner in growing your business quickly with certainty, precision and laser beam focus. All you have to do is text in CLOSE CLIENTS NOW to 44222 to get registered for my new four-part video training series that's going to teach you how to turn content into conversions and conversations into cash. Again, all you have to do is text in CLOSE CLIENTS NOW to 44222 to get started today.